Welcome to the Weaving Magic Podcast, where we discuss the different ways to weave magic throughout your daily life. We are your hosts, Alyssa Lilly and Tara Webb, and we are thrilled to guide you in this magical journey of exploration and ritual. Welcome back to the Weaving Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Tara Webb, and recording this episode has been a challenge. I am not in the best emotional place at the moment. And I only say this because I feel like Alyssa and I try very hard to show up um, at our fullest to just record when, you know, it's quiet, (laughs) when we are able to just give more and really be in an uplifting spirit. And that has not been the case for me the past few times that I've recorded. So if you haven't noticed, this is going to be a solo cast. And I've been, I've had a few wonderful intros already that I am not using. Um, One was when my hair was all beautiful and my makeup was going and I felt myself and it was like, it, it was a good day. And um, my son needed me and was knocking on the door. And I wanted to be able to just talk about reading and writing and really just be in my own space. You know, two and a half months postpartum, I don't have very much me time. So that was my goal. And then I recorded just a few minutes ago, really once again feeling myself. But, you know, my hair is not the way I want it to be. And my lighting's not great. And my kids have taken over my room because it's the school room now. Um, And it was going good, too. And the same son knocked on the door needing my attention. And I I could have, you know, we could have cropped that out or cut it out and then try to continue on. But there's something about me not getting space lately. That's been really pressing. And I'm not sure where this episode is going to go, but I thought it very important. I thought the universe was kind of showing me that sometimes we just need to show up anyways. And I feel like I do a pretty good job of that because I have to do that for my kids. Side note, look at my cute wand. If you are uh, watching on YouTube, check out my hair wand. I uh, can put it my hair back in a bun, which is what I'm about to do, but I want to show you how cute this is. Um. The universe has been showing me that I need to just be able to show up as things are. And that means at the moment that my kids need me a lot, like a lot. Um, If I thought it was a lot before I had the baby, it was not. (laughs) Um, I just, you know, I I was outside when Alyssa was here because Alyssa came to see me. And we were just outside doing some witchy shit. And loved it. And my oldest was freaking out because he was scared for me because it was nighttime and he wanted to be with me. I get that a lot lately with kids just wanting to be with me. And I don't get to show up to writing the way that I would like to, to the podcast, the way that I would like to, to social media. My hair looks good in this now. To social media, the way that I want to. So, you know, I get really angry when I'm not able to do something that I really want to or need to do. I get angry at myself. I get angry at my kids. 
I get angry at the whole situation and it's not really fair to anybody involved because all my son wanted this time was for me to help him with cross-stitching and I've been telling him I was going to do it and I finally got it ready for him and I said, but I can't help you. I have it ready. You can go practice and I'm going to come back and help you after I record it. I'm going to go record and he wanted because it wasn't working for him. He's five and it's a bit of a challenge and um you know, his two older brothers, one's much older and has a better sense of dexterity with his fingers, can move, you know, can stitch a bit better, has a better understanding of it. At at Elias's age, he would have been the same way, but Elias doesn't see that. And then, you know, my second son is just good at everything. So he's that kid that you're like, well, cool. Don't compare yourself to him because he just naturally picks up a lot of things. So I think Elias is just feeling the discomfort of struggling to be good at something because he doesn't, he sees his brothers being good at something, but he doesn't see where they have struggled. You know, I see that mirrored in my own life right now where I'm struggling to find time for writing, to find time for just myself in general, um, find time for keeping the house as tidy as I want it to be. And that's pretty tidy, but it doesn't get to be that way. You know, the kids like to play. And as soon as I clean, it becomes messy, which in a household with five kids, that makes sense. I don't want to, you know, break my back trying to, trying to keep a standard that is not realistic. It's so often we look at other people and think of all that they're doing And it's almost like the grass is greener on the other side. We don't see all the struggles they're going through. And that's why I really wanted to show up at this moment. My energy has shifted by just coming on here. I didn't let it get me down and take the entire night of just being frustrated over it. I'm I'm, I'm moving on with it. And I'm, I'm taking the time that I can. So what I wanted to talk about was reading and feeling as if you're reading too much. And I'm not quite sure if that's where we're going to (laughs) go. This is a very scattered episode, I feel like, but we're going to flow with it. So I've been talking to some people and there are times when I feel like every conversation is, I just read this book. I just read this book. And I just read this book, um, which is great. I, I, I encourage reading, obviously being a writer. But I tend to feel that you can read too much. And that's, you know, why my title is You Can Read Too Much. <laughs> because if we're not applying what we're reading, then what is the purpose of reading it? And I know I'm going to have people out there who are, one, thinking, well, if it's fiction, you can't really apply it. And I disagree. And I'll tell you why in a little bit. Um, Or two, we're going to say, you know, just give us this. We want to just enjoy this or we're just trying to work on ourselves or whatever. It's okay to, you know, read all the time. And that sounds weird saying because it's almost like comparing it to video games. It's okay to play video games all the time, but video games gets a bad rap. 
Reading necessarily doesn't. Reading is like the thing you should do. If you play video games, then you're lazy. But reading is, you know, intelligent. You're esteemed, which is not true by any stretch of it whatsoever. Um, my oldest could just read or listen to audiobooks for hours. He could also play games for hours. So, you know, one serves the need that he, that he has at that moment. So when we talk about nonfiction, for example, this is, I think, very obvious of you can read too much because if you're going through and reading, especially if there's a self-help books or the spiritual books or what I read a lot of is parenting books, you can only read so much at one time before you have to actually apply it or see how it goes throughout your life. If it's parenting, you know, you're learning those tools, but you won't know if they actually work for you or your family unless you actually apply them. And then you're jumping into another book that has to do with parenting. How do you know if the skills that you just learned are working if you're jumping immediately into another book? Not saying that reading different books on parenting isn't beneficial. It totally is. But there should be an application period to where you're looking at like a test period where you're looking at, you know, I'm applying this model of reset with the kids, for example, that we do reset and they go and sit down and they, you know, take a moment, however long they need and, or however short, <laughs> and then they come back to us. And it's a really beautiful model. But if I did that model and also applied the point system and also applied that we're going to be counting, personally, I would just be overwhelmed. I, it wouldn't even work because of, I wouldn't even know where to start. And my kids wouldn't even know what to expect either. And then in a few weeks when I went to evaluate the whole thing, I wouldn't know what was working and what wasn't working. Same thing with, you know, the self-help books, with looking how to better yourself or learning more about yourself. Even the books that talk about who you are on the Instagram and things like that. You can only do so much uh, research about who you are before you actually have to talk to yourself and see who you are. You know, I'm a number seven, for example, and I really have no idea what any of that means. I haven't looked into the Enneagrams. But if you look at that and maybe don't see, you know, how it actually applies to you in other ways, you're just briefly looking at it and then jumping over to, oh, what does human design say about me? Or, ooh, what does specifically astrology say about me? You're not taking the time to really find out by just sitting in the peace around you. With nonfiction, it's very easy to try to fix your everyday life without actually trying to fix your everyday life. It, it's almost as if we rely on the books to tell us what to do when sometimes, not all the time, because, you know, in cases of like, we really don't have the knowledge, but sometimes all it takes is for you to just sit in peace. And I'm preaching to myself because I don't even, I don't sit in peace most of the time where, you know, we just take a moment and you breathe. So actually, let's do that right now. It's going to feel like forever because this is airtime and it's going to feel like how long is she going to take? So let's just take a moment and we're going to just breathe for 10 seconds. Now I actually did longer because I felt like I needed longer. It's like once you sit in the silence and breathe, you actually need it more. <laughs> you actually realize how much you crave it.
but the silence around you is what helps you understand what you need to move on to next. Let's talk about fiction, though. If all we're doing is reading romance novels, but not looking at how we can be the romantic or how the person that we would like to be with, you know, is the romantic or, you know, what we're actually looking for in a person and just maybe setting our sights on this idealistic book man, then it, you're constantly going to be reaching for another world than your own. And, you know, I'm a fan of just diving into a fantasy book and losing track of time. It is beautiful. It feels like you're soaring in another world. And I know that can happen for any fiction book. But if I'm constantly living in other worlds, then I'm going to miss the beauty of the world around me. For example, the fantasy ones, they have dragons, they have elves or mermaids, you know, things that we tend to think don't really exist in this world because we can't see them. Now, I'm one who fully believes that fantasy dragons and elves and mermaids and fairies, and they I believe they all exist in our world, that we just can't see them the way that we have been taught to see them. Like, we've expected a dark-haired fairy slash elf, depending on, you know, what book you're reading, to come knock on our door and whisk us away. Remember, we're going to go save the world um, from this horrible disaster. And then we might actually become immortal ourselves and like this, this huge desire. And it's beautiful. I fully support it. I'm only wondering if it's beneficial if we continue to do it instead of being in our everyday life. And I know that's also difficult because right now our world is kind of shit in some ways. It's also very beautiful. And I look at the way my boys are showing up for each other. I look at the way that people are still helping each other. It's just there are sometimes whenever you wake up and you can't explain why you just feel heavy. Or why you're just sad. And that's okay. That's the collectiveness around us. That's the energy around us. And it's not going to change immediately. So I think sometimes it's okay to just sit in that sadness. In the realization that not everything is going to change right now. It will change. Just not immediately. And I know that can be difficult to deal with as someone who is going through bouts of postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression or depressive moments, I would like to say. Thinking about how much work we still have to do in this world is overwhelming at times because it feels like it never ends. There's always some battle to fight. And instead, we'd rather escape to a fantasy world and fight the battles there. Maybe because they feel more tangible and funner. I don't know. More fun. I guess funner is not a word. <laughs> but they feel more fun. 
or maybe we don't see ourselves as the actual heroine hero in our life here, in our world. We maybe expect someone else to do it because we're so exhausted from the day and we want to escape instead of fight in our world. I mean, I feel that deeply. It feels like we can't always fight in our world. So I guess the purpose of this episode was just to kind of bring attention to how often you read, how often you take time for yourself, how often you not only do those things, but then you also sit in silence or how often you just really give your body what it truly needs. Right now, my body needs silence and peace. But I also have in my head a million other things I need to do, like working on book three that I should have done, you know, by the beginning of October or mid-October at the latest. And I, I should be working on that. Instead, I've been cross-stitching because I'm wanting to decorate our house and I want to put these in frames and put it beside a, a cute mirror. So I'm listening to what my body needs in the hopes that whenever I come back around to writing again, I will be more energized. There are times when Alyssa and I say, if you don't experience your sadness, you can't truly experience your joy. So I encourage you, if you don't experience your life in its fullest, then you don't really appreciate the fantasy as it all is. The romance as it all is, right? You, you aren't able to appreciate the beauty and magic in this world and vice versa. So I guess my challenge for you this week is to sit with your body and see what you really need. And maybe next time pick when you pick up a book, decide if you want to escape, if that's actually what you need, or if you want to become the hero heroine in your story today. And for those who don't ever read... <laughs> That's okay, too. But I encourage you every now and then to maybe find a fantasy book and just pick it up and immerse yourself in the world somewhere else away from here. Because I guarantee when you come back, the world that you come back to will feel much easier to handle, much more beautiful, and you will begin to feel like you can be that hero and be that heroine in your own story.